0: Welcome to Quill and Ink, a podcast for book lovers, hosted by Jenna Green and Miranda O. They will be speaking to authors of many different genres to explore themes around writing and storytelling. Join them for engaging and intellectually stimulating conversation with artists from all corners of the world.
1: Hi, welcome to Quill and Ink. My name is Jenna Green. I am a YA fantasy author author of the Imagine series and the Reborn Mark series, of which, you know, book two, might want to buy it. Uh, next to me is the vivacious Miranda O., a contemporary chiclet author, author of the Chin Up, Tits Out series, and she has the privilege of introducing
2: two guests
1: for today. So, hi, Miranda.
2: Hello, hello. I am very excited to introduce our guests today. So first things first, we got Jennifer Harshman. She's been helping clients write and edit since 1992. So you've been in the industry and you know the ins and the outs. Mm -hmm. And then now you also work with Miss Kate Tilton. Now I, I want to give you the opportunity to share your connection with each other and how you two work with within it with with one another because I think it's absolutely a brilliant dynamic duo. Um, but. I know you guys are probably going to explain it better than I do at this point. <laughs> so um, welcome both Jennifer and Kate. Really thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to dive into both of your worlds. Thank you for having
0: me. It's really wonderful to be here.
2: Beautiful. So, okay. So now how do you two know each other and kind of where, how, how is your tied work together?
0: Kate, do you want to take that?
3: Yeah. So um, Jennifer and I, haven't worked together yet. Um, We both know Mickey, who is the one who set up us with this interview. So I think his idea was, since we both work with authors, it'd be cool to have two different service providers. Uh, You know, Jennifer doing editing. I do more of the publishing marketing side of things. uh, So we could kind of cover both ends. But I'm thrilled. I mean, editing since 1992? Did I hear that right? Right. I was born in 93. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's amazing. Right. When you meet somebody and you're like, oh my goodness, this is an opportunity, right? That you Mm -hmm. experience and the expertise is it's kind of awe-stricken. I t- I will go fangirl real easily these days, so I'm excited. And and again, like both of you have your different avenues with working with with different authors, et cetera, et cetera. So, but before we kind of get into that, I'm always a keener on getting to know people on the non-professional side of things. So Jennifer, you are from outside of Chicago, like we just kind of spoke before, before going live tonight. So tell us a little bit about you, what you do outside of working with authors and editing.
0: Okay. Um, outside of that, I am a mom of 3 um, all teenagers and all with some special needs. So um, for the last 12 years, we have homeschooled to cope with a lot of that and get them what they need, um, you know, on a more consistent basis. And I'm also an animal lover. So um, at any given time, there might be a sugar glider. Um, we have a guinea pig. We have dogs. So that kind of thing. Oh my goodness.
2: Oh my goodness. So this whole pandemic with virtual learning and a lot of schooling done from home probably didn't hit your family as hard as the average family out there since you've Correct. been used to this kind of since day one. So mm-hmm. you got the leg up. So if anybody needs help with on homeschooling, please reach out to Jennifer Absolutely. M&P. A a a go to guru on that right, yes. And I I I'm an am an am lover. level. <laughs> an amanol. Yeah. Anyways, marbles. Um. So that's fantastic. I love another dog lover and animal lover on the show. So thank you. And now, Kate, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about you. Where you're from, and and what does not career life look for you?
3: Um. So I live about an hour from Atlanta in Georgia. Uh, also, huge animal lover. I have two cats. Uh, I used to foster kittens for about two years. A uh, lot of work, but super rewarding. Um, single, no kids. So, don't have those kind of stories. Like I said, born 93. So, <laughs> I guess starting out a career. I've been doing this for um, over 10 years now, though. I started in high school. So, outside of work. Um, There's not a ton. I I love to play board games so I do get out and do that kind of nerdy thing Um, but yeah
2: that's me. We have this cafe up in Winnipeg, I can't remember the name of it, but they have like 300 different board games and so you can go and you can buy yourself drinks and food and go with a group of people and pick a board game and they and there, there are servers um, and their team are all experts on these games so that you know even if you don't know what kind of board game you want to play you're just like I, I like Monopoly but I don't want to play Monopoly I can play it at home they'll bring you like four different games to your tables and give you you know the quick download and all of them and then you choose one, and then they'll tell you how to play it, so you don't have mm-hmm. to read the rules it's super cool, like, mm-hmm. and especially with this pandemic, I mean prior to the pandemic, but board games are definitely an easy way to enjoy and entertain yourselves in the smaller groups, right
3: yeah and there's so many out there like that mm-hmm. was something that i learned when moving to georgia i met a group of board game people and they're like there are more out there than monopoly
0: mm-hmm. and they introduced
3: me to like cooperative games where everyone plays against the game which i really enjoy because it's about working together mm-hmm. um and i'm like no one told me about this <laughs> so now i've had a collection and
1: can I just ask you a question, Kate, since you mm-hmm. love board games and you know about them? um, Quick question. Why do I keep losing at Uno to my five-year-old daughter? Just any,
3: <laughs> any thoughts on that? No? I, to me, that's I feel it. like Uno is, is luck, you know? And that's no, where she's it's like, more
1: vicious. I think that's the truth. Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. don't want to make
3: her pick up four. She's like, pick up four! The time yeah, three. You <laughs> play it, And then okay. there's right, where you could do like house rules. Because we used to do this where it'd be like, if you play a pick up four, someone else could play a pick up four on top of that, which meant you have to pick up eight, Mm -hmm. which I think is technically not part of the rules. But if you want to be more vicious, like,
2: that is how you play yeah yeah definitely okay I just thought I'd throw that in there (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny you you we could talk forever and ever and ever about board games like I grew up on card games at the lake especially when it was rainy and (laughs) we would have this running tally of who was winning the rummy and you know I was, I think this one summer I beat my grandma once and that, that sat on the fridge for like five years. Like somebody dare move, move that to the side of the fridge. I'm like, nope, nope. Like nobody beats grandma. So Mm. you got to put that right back on the middle of the fridge. Yep. Now, during our research for this show, Jennifer, we read that you read a book every single day. Is that really true?
0: Pretty much. There are some days that I don't, but then I try to make up for it. So I started, I, I taught myself to read when I was three years old. I uh, just kind of figured it out. The, the symbols on the page started to make sense. And so... I got really excited about that. My family got really excited about that. And so I took the message that that's a good thing. Reading is good. And so I started just eating every book I could get my hands on. And um, in high school, I was given an assignment to make a list of all of the books that I had read so far. And I mean, the whole class was given this assignment. And most people came in with one page, maybe two pages. I came in with like a whole pack of paper. And I just finally had stopped writing at 10,000 because my hand was fired, I was sick of the assignment and I figured my teacher's not gonna know if I read 10,000 again. I was done. Um, and she was so floored with that. It was another signal to me that, oh, this is unusual. I guess most people don't read that much. So I started keeping track, just little tick marks, not the titles, but just keeping track of what I read after that. And um, I haven't looked at it lately, but it's somewhere approaching 19,000.
1: And I'm (laughs) assuming these are like, like I read five books a day, but I mean, they're picture books and they only
0: have like 30 words. I'm assuming you're reading like (laughs) novels. (laughs) novels. Um, I don't read much fiction. It's mostly nonfiction. That's what I I focus on. You can see like the stuff behind me. That's my little trophy case of things I've edited. Um, And most of those are nonfiction books. So that's what I tend to read. I tend to do a lot of research for the stuff that I'm helping authors with because I want to make sure that we're giving their readers really solid information.
2: Cool. And I was going to say, like, does this so reading these books on a daily basis are is part of your your career, right? Part of your day to day Mm -hmm. job. Now, are you reading at the same time? Are you reading to educate your children? And then also at the same time, are you reading Mm -hmm. for just pure self entertainment? All of the above. Oh my She's like, goodness gracious. Yep. <laughs> sometimes it takes me a day to get through like a chapter and let alone a book.
0: Uh, <laughs> Life can interfere sometimes. So, you know,
2: But that's good. And it's a a dedicated time to yourself, right? Because you can't necessarily read and digest what you're reading with a bunch of outside stimulation. So you're definitely got this whole self-care routine put into place going like, this is my reading time. Everybody's got to leave mom alone or boss lady Jennifer alone for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it is to get through this time. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, what do you read um, for for pleasure? Because you're reading a whole bunch of nonfiction and educational scholastic mm-hmm. books for your kids. Um, what do you read for fun?
0: Well, the most recent one I uh, just finished is Future Proofing You by Jay Sammet. Um, it's nonfiction, <laughs> um, but I read it just, just for me uh, because I was curious. I had heard about the book and the author on a podcast. And when I when I do that, I tend to hop on Amazon while I'm listening and click, click, then boom, there's a book in my uh, mailbox not too long after. Oh my gosh, that's too funny.
2: Now, Kate, let's flip it to you. Um, obviously, Jennifer got into reading and kind of her profession super young. How did this all start percolating for you? And, and, and you, know, you said you started this in high school. So again, early yes. start for you to run this passion.
3: Yeah, so um, unlike Jennifer, I did not teach myself to read at age three. Uh, but reading was something that my family did put a lot of value in. We would do story time at night with me and my mom, and my sister. Uh, so I mm-hmm. always have loved books. That was my escape. Um, I grew up in a very small village, so I didn't really have friends my age. So books really became my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and in high school, um, I got on Twitter, like you do as a teenager, (laughs) at the time at least, Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite authors posted that they were looking for an assistant, and as a teenager with that teenage gum shit, I was just like, could it be a virtual assistant? And they hired me for the job, so I really fell into it, it wasn't intended, Um, but I love books, and I tend to be really good at organizing and analytical stuff. So, I just leaned into those strengths, and it grew from there. like I went to college, um, didn't think I was going to do the assistant thing as like my job, but then I was able to you know get other clients. Um, I ended up having an article published about working with assistants that then started getting even more clients. Uh, so it just kind of started from there. Um, nice. But yeah, I was really glad it happened.
2: It just goes to show you that once you, you kind of, you follow that passion that good things will happen for you, and both of you are definitely a product of that. Now, Kate, let's talk a little bit about what you read for fun. What kind of books do you read for fun?
3: I I love to read um, and actually for the last like 200 days, I made it my goal to like read every day and I've been tracking that. So like, that's been really helpful because I'm a slow reader. Uh, but I find even if I'm just reading a little bit every night, like I, at 36 books so far this year that I've read, which to me is like huge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I was like my, my year goal had been 40 and I'm like, I'm going to hit that and I'm going to be able to get even more than that, which is so exciting. Um, I do. I love reading nonfiction. Um, I love reading things, especially about like human psychology and how we work and how we function um, and just you know publishing in general. Although a lot of my stuff tends to be about like figuring out people because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that goes into how we, you know, then sell books uh, and connect with other people. Um, but I also love reading fiction. I love fantasy. Um I love to read graphic novels and yeah YA I love to read um manga Yay. uh picture books I love art like art was actually where we thought I was going to end up going before I ended up going into books um so I do have a picture book collection just to kind of keep like all that art close so picture
1: books are amazing like yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and and how much they've the industry has changed and advanced in the mm-hmm. like the books when I was a kid it was Bernstein Bears or Bernstein Bears and um <laughs> you know now I have a five-year-old and mm-hmm. I teach grade one two and the themes the messages mm-hmm. the humor there's a book we read. It's called Please Don't Eat Me. It's a bunny asking a bear not to eat him. And he's like, well, but I'm hungry. So he buys him like a pizza. And, like, it's hilarious. And then the artwork, because I, yeah. I have a picture book coming out soon. But everyone's like, oh, did you draw it? I'm like, <laughs> have
2: you seen me draw? <laughs> Stick figures.
1: <laughs> one of my students yesterday, he's like, the kids were making fun of something I was trying to draw. He's like, you know what? Not everyone can be good at everything. And Mrs. Green has other skills. So we should just applaud what she can do. And it's great that she's still trying. And then he looked up at what I was drawing. and He's like, I was
2: like, oh, thanks, buddy. He's like, well, you tried. You tried. That's That's a major point. Oh, my goodness. That's too funny. I like that.
1: That's my life as a teacher, but
2: just to, uh, you know, never know, uh, just to, uh,
1: just swing the conversation around a little bit. Let's get into a bit more specifics about, um, your companies and your role and the similarities and maybe like the differences because right. uh, One of you was more like the editing and one's more Mm -hmm. the publishing. And I'm sure that there's a little bit of overlap, but, um, we can rock paper scissors to see who goes first, or <laughs> why don't what I go
0: Usually, yeah. authors will start with me, and then they'll end up with Kate. Um, yeah. So I I stop. Like I will do a tiny bit of coaching regarding um, book marketing and that kind of thing, but very little, just the stuff that an author would do as they're writing and going through the editing process. So telling their fans about this, this step in the process or what they're experiencing at the moment, Um, getting, maybe getting some feedback and engagement, but that's where my stuff ends when it comes to the promotion and the marketing. I do all of the cover to cover stuff. Nice, Nice.
2: Yeah. Now I have a curious question because both Jenna and I work with editors. We both work with different editors and, um, when, and we've, we've have said this that when that draft comes back and all of the notes are provided, it's, it's almost like your heart is being ripped out of your body. (laughs) Right. And then you slowly want to cry, but then you are also, extremely grateful for all the effort mm-hmm. that is put into it by the author, so um, mm-hmm. w- what is what is one of the favorite parts, uh, and then on the flip side, what is one of the toughest parts about handing back that draft with all of those notes?
0: Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I I always try to put myself in the author's shoes because I have been on both sides of the editing desk. And I know that when you hand somebody something that you have worked so long and so hard on, you've poured your heart and your soul into this manuscript. It's like handing over your baby to a surgeon, right? And you know that something, it's going to come back different, but you don't necessarily, yeah, you're chewing your nails. You don't necessarily know how different it's going to be or in what ways. And so I try to put myself in the author's shoes. And the very first comment and the very last comment that I make in a manuscript i make sure that those are something positive something encouraging uh-huh. something that says you know i'm i'm with you on this i totally understand what you're going through and this is what you're going to find in here and then at the end something uplifting and you know how this is going to affect their readers how this is going to um, help with their sales different things like that and then all in between uh, I, the first thing that i teach my editors people when they join my team is we work on the golden rule If you read that comment that you just wrote to the author, you put yourself in their shoes and you don't feel respected and treated well and all of those things that you would want if someone were editing your work, then you did it wrong and you're going to erase that comment. You're going to try again because Uh, we want the authors to know like we we so respect our people. And I get so emotional about this. Um, I cry every time I talk about it uh, because I've known, like I got into book editing specifically because I had friends who were authors and they went through the process and their hearts were ripped out, stomped on. And some even said, I'm never going to write again. And that broke my heart because they, you know, writers write, it's what we do. And to say that I'm going to stop being who I am because of this experience with this traditional publishing house and this editor that I worked with, that just tore me up. And I said, if I ever become an editor for books, I'm going to make sure that my authors have a very different experience. That's wonderful. I mean, I, I i'm so glad
2: i asked that question yeah, that, that was the response
1: <laughs> i mean i really respect editors and i hate editing but I, I feel like i'm getting better at it because you know if you get a good editor they can teach you to need them less like Absolutely. so that you're not making the same mistake over and over again and you know my editor will be like She'll have references because sometimes as an author, we know Mm -hmm. it's wrong. We're like, there's something Mm -hmm. off about this, but I don't know how to fix it. Mm
3: -hmm. I know
1: this is wrong. Right. So if you came back Mm -hmm. at them and said, it's wrong, you're dumb. They're going to be like, well, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) I say that every day. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're able to say, uh, this is an area that needs some work try this and and sometimes like they'll put in a word and you're like yeah i was searching for that word which is you know sometimes it's not even like an obscure word you're just like your brain wouldn't bring that file up and you're like finally Mm -hmm. thank you yes the word is this and and yeah i big respect for editors and i learn so much every time i write a book every time i get it edited Mm -hmm. um i learn so much and then i get better And and that's what we all want, right?
0: Yes. I love that. And I've had several clients that have done multiple books and over time, because I'm commenting and giving them those resources and letting them know, you know, why something should be a different way or different things they could consider, even if it's not necessarily wrong. um, But because I've done that with them, if they're interested in learning, then they will. They'll take that and use it. Some people don't want to learn it. They're like, "Oh, just fix it, um, and I'll, you know, I'll accept those changes, and they'll be fine." And either way is fine because you know you're the author. It's your book. It's your call, and it's perfectly fine. Um, but I think what helps me to do that is not just the vast number of books I've read, but also the fact that I got my first degree in psychology and sociology and my second degree in elementary education. So I am a teacher at heart. And and that's what I want to do. I want to help people become better at the things that they want to become better at. I think
1: I'm a hybrid. I do love to learn from my editor, but I still don't get M dashes. And mm-hmm. I just like, yeah, like if I don't know how to format except, that, except all, There's a long I comment.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll
1: fix the stuff on character and, and I'll fix this up that just mm-hmm. fix it. I don't get it. Um, like cause I work, you know, and you don't have, I don't always have really? time to go and I'm just, just fix that. But also not everybody has, um, like a beta reader. I don't have a beta reader. So mm-hmm. sometimes my editor will be like, this is how your character's coming across. If that's how you intended it, perfect. Yep. In case that's not how you intended it, this is the impression you're getting. So that I have... because If you have beta readers, you need people. Like, I don't know anyone. Like, so I just have an editor, and she'll tell me how it's coming across, and then that helps. So Very cool. Yay, editors. That's, yes. that's, that's the thesis of that comment.
2: We need them.
1: Yeah. So Kate, what then is your role and what services do you offer?
3: So I work on a lot of the more publishing process. Um, So like one thing that I can help certain clients with is like finding good editors. Um, And sometimes, right, it's not even just, is the editor qualified? It's also like, do they work well together? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, authors usually need cover designers. So, it depends on where the author, like what their situation is. So I have like new authors where they need basically a crash course and how do I publish books? Mm -hmm. Uh, and for that, a lot of it is like, well, let's start at the very basic basics. You know, we're not going to do like super advanced newsletter stuff. We're going to just start with how do you publish a newsletter period? And then we can get into automation and stuff later, but it's, about Mm -hmm. focus you absolutely need to learn and starting there and also encouraging them like you can get this like i've been doing this for over 10 years so the knowledge that i have is from the 10 years of experience like don't expect yourself to be there when you start um Mm -hmm. and that's been super helpful for like newbies of like you can do this you absolutely can if you want to self-publish um sometimes my conversations with clients are about figuring out how they want to publish you know, um, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with personally publishing. Sometimes that is the perfect fit for you. Sometimes it's a perfect mm-hmm. fit for the book cause I have people that will do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just like, I, they need outside perspective. So I always find that it's really hard to get perspective on things that are, you know, us, uh, and as soon as you have someone else to like ask you those questions, it becomes obvious mm-hmm. like what you need to do. Um, yeah. so I love being that for people. Being able to be like, okay, like, tell me about your situation. Tell me what's going on. You know what the book is about, um, and then help guide them into, okay, like, where do you want to go? Um, so for clients who do want to self-publish, then I can help them more with, okay, like, we got to get your website set up. So like finding a person to do that. Um, you know, we got to find you the right the right editor. Like, are you going to do a developmental edit, or are you going to be using beta readers and then using an editor just for you know the copy edits. Are you going to be doing both? And if you're an new actually, author, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now you I probably know, don't even know what that means.
1: Yeah, as an author now, I know what that means. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I would say the first five, six, ten most of the year, I, I, all that that you just said, when you're like, "Do you want this or this?" I'm like, "I don't know what either of those mean." Yeah. Like, I so what are you? So that's why we need you. you. You would have been very helpful ten years ago <laughs> for me. That, <laughs>
3: Right. You could have yeah. saved so me a lot of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So like for new authors, it's really like you use my brain as a cheat sheet to learn a bunch mm-hmm. of this stuff so that you don't have to spend as much time trying to get caught up mm-hmm. um, and also helping organize. Right. Cause like if you are doing all these edits, then you need to be contacting your editor to get on their schedule because they're not, always just like there to instantly take your manuscript like they have other clients a way so you have, to, have to schedule in those things to be like okay when are those coming back so helping them actually like put together a schedule of this is all the stuff you need to do and this is when things are going to happen mm-hmm. um and this is where for like established authors who don't need the help of trying to figure out these things but might need help in terms of like organizing where they're like i kind of know all these things but i tend to drop balls because i don't Know how to track these things right sometimes they'll work with me to just figure out like how can I track this or how can I hire outside help to help me do some of the stuff that I don't need to do Um, so a lot of my work right now is doing those kind of consultations Um, and then I still stay with my assistant roots like I still have clients who I do one-on-one work with Um, and then I do more hands-on stuff which I love because it keeps me learning so that way for when I do have consultation clients I have more to offer them about what's current. Uh, but yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. cool. It's all the other stuff that people don't think about when it comes to writing a book. You know, because usually when I say I work with mm-hmm. books, the first thing people ask me is, are you an editor? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Editors are great. I, I am not one. There's I do so the much other more stuff. to the book industry that mm-hmm. as you get deeper into
1: it, you're like, wow, <laughs> there's a lot of rules. But let's just say that right. now you've convinced all our, our listeners and all our viewers, they're all going to hire you. Yes. How do they find you?
3: Yes. Look for me. It's <laughs> kateilton.com. That's where you can find all of my social media. How to contact me. The um, information about the consultations. Uh, also had a blog that I used to run, so there's information there too. If you're just curious to learn more, I keep a resource page too. So if I find like any cool. Um, products and things that are really helpful for authors. I like to put those on a resource list, mostly for me, <laughs> so I can find it easily when I'm like, okay, you're using a Mac and you want to format your own books, like, okay, you want Vellum, like there's a link. Um, yeah. You know, you're not on a Mac, like here's other options for formatting. That's uh, stuff like that. So That's
2: fantastic. Yeah. I love that because, you know, I, I and I'm sure, Jenny, you get this every now and then when when it's either like a friend of a friend or somebody figures out they're like, Oh, Hey, you're an author. Okay. So I want to publish this book. I want to write a book. How do I go about it? And I'm like, well, ah all of my books have had different paths from this time I like the the idea conception to it actually selling and then the launching of it like every single book i've written and i've published including the next ones that i'm working on have been vastly different and so i'm like I can't tell you how to do it because I still don't know how to do it. Like, <laughs> it's so not big... a do this,
1: then do this. Then no, do this, it's then not do this. a straight line. It's like, try one of these eight things. Or like, I've never had an eight, uh, like an age, a literary agent. Um, like, do you want to self-publish? Do you want to mm-hmm. indie publish? Do you want to be a small press? Do you want to be a large
2: press? Do you want an agent? to <sighs> Like there's yeah. no, it would be so nice to have a conversation with somebody like yourself, Kate, to say, okay, like I just need to figure out what my options are. It's like one of those little maps. It's like, okay, how do you self pub or how do you, how do you publish a book? And then you get a question and then it takes you yes or no. And then you yep. get another question and it says, yes, no, and maybe, and then it, takes you down to a specific path. Like, I think that's so necessary, especially if you're starting. But even if you haven't, you're not starting somebody like me, who again, I'm working on my publishing my fourth book, I still don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm going Mm -hmm. down these new this new path with new team members, and going, Okay, the last time, my editor is fantastic, but will and I've used her plenty of times, and I will continue to, but for example, I didn't jive with her very well. So I don't want to go with her anymore. How do I go and find that, that next editor mm-hmm. that is going to jive with me? Well, Kate, go to Kate. Kate's going to have that type of conversation with you. Is it nonfiction? Is it fiction? Is it, is it appeal to this type of mind or that type of mind? And here's a bunch of contacts or resources that I have that you can actually go and find somebody that might be a
3: little bit more suited to you. Yep. And cause I always find that, you know, like you have the new clients who just really need to get caught up. But even for people who have been publishing, like sometimes it's just like you might have these ideas and you're just not sure. and You just need someone to be able to bounce ideas off of who understands the industry. Like I'm always like family is great, but if they don't understand publishing, sometimes when you ask them questions about like, well, I'm not sure if I want to do this or this, like they can't really offer you much to go on. <laughs> like they really want to, but they're just like, I don't know. I'm not a business owner. because I have the same thing with my family love them would love to be able to talk business with them but they'll be like I don't know what to give you because I don't run a business who should I talk
1: books about the geologist (laughs) the chemist the optician (laughs) or hmm, the or the archaeologist right right. right.
2: my dad came in into a video call with 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 somebody I was talking publish with publishing with a couple weeks ago with my kid Mm -hmm. and he's like looking at what he's like are you on camera I'm like dad Go away. <laughs> he's like, oh hey, I'm the I'm the dad. <laughs> Which, thank yep. you. This is great professionalism.
1: I only have one family member that like likes reading. <laughs> like,
0: oh, yeah.
1: My dad is very proud. He read the back cover of my <laughs> all my books. The yeah. title. He's like, thank you for always having a one word title. Imagine. Reborn, reborn. renewed like they're always on word. Yep. <laughs> like, thanks for that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no. And he's read most of
2: the back covers. So. Most of the back. He, he gets the gist of it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> so yeah, oh, we need it. those expert
1: advice, even if we're writers and we know stuff. We're very limited in what we know. And, and
3: sometimes the sources we can access. <laughs> <Yep. Nice laughs> Again, we're the geologists. I- <laughs> yeah, because like I've had it where I have clients who they've been publishing for a really, really long time, and then just kind of like feel stuck, and like they just need someone to help kind of figure out. Like inside, they really do know what they need, but they just can't quite get there on their yeah, own. Those so
2: those
1: blocks. So having that
3: one conversation is all mm-hmm. they need. Or how uh, to take it to the next level. <laughs> yep. Like I, I want to get people unstuck and unoverwhelmed, um, which is not the proper word, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, But, you know, like, I I have, especially, so, like, new authors, established authors who just come and they're like, because there's all all this great advice online about how to publish books, but it can be very, very overwhelming and it can be conflicting. And sometimes both can be right. It's just a matter of what's going to be right for you as a client, you know, you as the author. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you just don't know how to get there and it's, yeah, underwhelmed, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the thing it's like I, I want to get people away from being underwhelmed. I don't want them to, or overwhelmed. I don't want them to be underwhelmed, but I want them to feel like they're capable of doing it. They know the next step. They have that clarity. Yeah, Um mm-hmm. it's huge. Like I work with a coach for myself and my business, and like is amazing because as soon as she says something, she'll point something out to me and I'll be like, oh, that's absolutely what I'm struggling with. Right. But I I wasn't gonna get there. I'd spend hours thinking about it and still not get there and she gets it in five minutes. Right. So it's so worth my time. Oh totally. Uh, so yeah, thought that's what I love doing. I
2: like that. I like that. Now Kate, we did chit chat a little bit about where people can find you and your services. Jennifer, where can we find you and your services? Okay.
0: HarshmanServices.com is my main website, and there are quite a few drop-downs in the menu, so you'll find a lot of different resources and pages listed in there. Um, I also have a book available on Amazon that's called Find a Real Editor Avoiding the Posers and Scammers, And it's a collaborative work that I did with some colleagues who are also high quality editors. So it can be a good starting point for anyone who, you know, if if you don't already have connections, if you don't already have someone that you've worked with and loved, then that can be a really good starting point for you. And it's also free. So there's no barrier there. I wanted to make it available to everyone who's interested. That's awesome.
1: Just between the two of you, there are so many... Ways for, yes, opportunities for authors. This is just absolutely great. Thank you for being on the show. I wish Um, I would have known
2: y'all five, six years ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kate's listing words I only learned last week. I'm like, "Mm,
2: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. But it's good to have, though, because now when the next, you know, friend of a friend's cousin's sister-in-law's wife asks you, be like, hey, you're so you know renew just launched you're an author that's cool how do i uh publish my book mm-hmm. and be like well i know Kate. a couple of really great ladies, to i can point to you in the right direction
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. well we're so, always happy to help uh thanks for being on the show ladies uh it's been absolutely fantastic uh, just before we go, I want to thank our show sponsors. So thank you to Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network, and Creative Edge Publicity with Mickey Mickelson, and uh, all our listeners and all our viewers who are probably writing everything you said down, and uh, they're going to be looking at the podcast links for all your contacts.
2: Yep, yeah. Yeah. perfect, thank you, bye-bye. bye bye
0: for listening to The Quillin'ing Podcast with your hosts, Jenna Green and Miranda Oh. Support for this podcast is brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. Copyright belongs to the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. You can listen to our podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash Authors on the Air.